0: But the reality is, we're human and when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust.
1: Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed.
0: I have to go on a gut level first and foremost. What sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those
1: to free up time for them to, to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently for Hello everyone, and thank you for joining the Digital selling Secrets podcast on this podcast. we talk about sales, leadership and digital transformation and we have another very special guest this morning. We have Stephen Bivens and first of all Stephen, I'd like to thank you for joining us this morning
0: yeah, thank you for having me it's It's Bivens. everyone gets tricked up my last name It's all right though, but you got the first one. I usually get Stefan so uh, I it. Yeah. yeah. thanks for having me
1: absolutely yeah glad glad you could join the podcast um, now I've seen your profile. We've talked a little bit, um, but I don't want to steal your thunder. So, if you can, just, just say a little bit. If you, share with the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about you know what your company does.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes, uh, I live right outside New York City. We have a, as I describe it, kind of head to tail agency. Um, we can design a product. Um, we can manufacture it or source it, you know, depending on your, on your needs. Uh, we have warehousing in the States. Uh, we can, you know, QA it based on your factory. We have an office uh, in LA, New York, and uh, Iwu, China. Um, so, you know, we're very nimble in wherever your product's coming from, because, you know, a lot of it's, you know, still in China. We have some things going on in the States as well, now that kind of things are starting back up here again, um, and able to, to source those and find the right manufacturer for your product, and it's a streamlined process instead of having to go through like six or so people on Alibaba or, you know, a kind of a wholesaler sourcing agent that's going to both one mark up your product and two make it a long time to actually see what it's going to look like. So we can get all that done. And then we have warehousing and order fulfillment here in the States. So it's especially, especially now with so much going to e-com and that's a, a huge, portion of our client base, uh, be able to handle that. But we also have product in target CVS rainbow, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of B2B, uh, type of things as well.
1: Great. Yeah. It sounds like you're very well connected. I mean, if target, I mean, those are, those are big companies that you just mentioned there. So, um, it sounds like, so the, our audience on the digital selling secrets podcast are typically B2B sales professionals or B2B business owners or they could be executives within these businesses. So from the, from what you described, it sounds like if it's a, let's say it's a B2B sales professional, if they want to do a side hustle and have a side business and not tie up a lot of time, potentially they could work with a company like yours, or if it's a bigger company um, and they have a, a particular initiative and they, they want to source a product and, from from start to finish, they could work with you on that particular initiative, or if it's a if they're a small business owner, they could reach out to you um, to to help with some of the products they have going. So it's almost like having a a team where you do all the work for them for the most part. They just have to come up with an idea. Is that right? Or
0: right? So uh, to kind of give you a, a little history, basically the timeline you just walked through was the timeline that I you know went through as well. At first, you know, we very much started out. Uh, going and hunting down large accounts, large uh, companies. Um, we first started doing a lot of garments and I was in the fashion district all the time, knocking on doors to start it out and uh, hunting down you know, like one project that a certain fashion house was fulfilling for, you know, maybe it was a, you know, a larger uh, retailer or something like that, TJ Maxx, uh, for instance. Uh, We did. And uh, I hated it because (laughs) I left I left uh, a finance field fulfilling these large accounts and, you know, doing actionable things that didn't feel very good in the sense that I felt like a very much cog. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs and things like that started their own, leaving that feeling. And so what's been great is being able to lower the barrier of entry for exactly what you said, people who want a side hustle or uh, you know, have an idea and, a, and just a little bit of startup cash, that's what we're able to feed into the machine that we built and really be that, that team and allow them to punch above their weight, if you will, um, and fulfill that kind of business in a much, you know, whether, it's, whether they're starting it or they're ready to take a, a bigger leap, we're able to move up that timetable, uh, you know, keep it lean.
1: Yeah, and you have international connections. You mentioned China earlier. You have big distributors or retailers that you're connected with from the sounds of it. Um, what, are, what are some of the typical products that you would work with? Give us some ideas where people have, have come to you with their ideas and say, hey, can you help me turn this into reality? What are some of the products or, that, that you typically look at?
0: Absolutely. Uh, So, you know, we first started out very much uh, kind of garment uh, based and built and built out from there to where now, you know, if so long as you don't ingest it, is pretty much what I say, we kind of stay away from vitamins, supplements, uh, things like that. There's a lot of uh, hoops you got to jump through to to get those ready for market um, and approved. So long as it's not that we either can do it or I'll refer you to someone who's very good at doing it. Uh, You know, some like really, really high end electronics. Maybe I can hook you with someone up the right person. But other than that, um, you know, I have someone, let's use some examples who just wanted to started a, a tailored brand for unisex items. And there isn't necessarily something that he, that he saw, he had a lot of experience in this field, but didn't see, uh, anything on market out there the way he wanted it so he just came here and said look this is kind of my idea what what would it look like and it can start from there someone not even really knowing exactly what it is that they want just just kind of an idea on an, on a napkin if you will and we can start building from there you know we can find you the right person who who deals in that who produces that examples of you know if we haven't done it already something similar to that uh, so we really try to make it that uh, the lowest hurdle possible to where you have just a, a little bit of startup cash, uh, an idea and uh, the will to make it to, to want to see it succeed. And we're willing to to get behind that. How about, how about highly
1: technical products? So like I have a lot of experience in commercial air conditioning, so hmm. let's, it's just an example, but let's say somebody came to you and said, Hey, I want to design a air conditioning system or, you know, or some other, maybe it's a medical, I know Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry's, not able to be with us here today. His uh, kid has taken the uh, SAT, uh, but... Um, Good luck to him. <laughs> yeah, but Jerry's involved in the medical space. I mean, what if somebody came to you and said, hey, I want to design a respirator system. Sorry, Jerry, if I'm... It's pro- probably not saying that right, but... Um, so what what, if, what about those highly technical products? you get involved in that much, or is it...
0: Yeah, so a- absolutely, especially during uh, you know what we saw earlier this year with the coronavirus. Uh, people almost needing to be somehow involved in possibly uh, either masks or respirators or something to have, to, in some cases to have cash flow. you know, to, to stay in business uh, and not have to shut down. Uh, you know, we're able to, you know, have a, have a large association of expertise. And so we can get on a call and bring a client to someone who knows what they're talking about, who has experience in those fields, um, you know, we have a large, you know, I don't, don't want to call them like this, but stable, you know, of people who, who are, are working in those fields constantly and we'll, we'll collaborate with them on a certain project. If it's a, a high level of technical detail that, you know, someone can't afford there to be a problem, you know, like, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, air conditioner, I believe, you know, you can't afford to have a whole, uh, production line of something go down with some kind of flaw. It has to be airtight. And so we definitely source, uh. Just as much as we source products, we source experts uh, to make sure that what we're fulfilling for them is going to be what they need and it's going to work because uh, we very much wanted to change it from not having customers to having long-term clients. Uh, you know, instead of just finding the one product someone's looking for, we want to build their business because they're going to, we want them to be so successful, they're going to start another, you know, brand or line or, or completely different niche that they're going into different industry that they want to be involved in. And we want to be for that too. We want to,
1: we want to be there as well. Absolutely. And it, it, so what's that, how, what's the timeline typically look like for something like that? If, if, if they had a, let's say, cause I know a lot of our uh, audience, they're in technical fields um, and, and some of them, maybe they're in a technical field, but they, they want to do something else that maybe mm-hmm. they just need, need a minimum viable product to get started. And, um, but what, what's, the, what's the timeline uh, look like from, from the time they approach you with an idea from the, to the time that their product is sitting in a store or being sold by another business?
0: Sure. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an answer that I need a crystal ball for, depending on who it was. You know? uh, it, the turnaround can be super quick, or, or maybe sometimes it needs to be longer. You know? Something that definitely needs to be tested, needs to go through approval. Uh, that's obviously going to be longer. Um, To use, to use a short example, you know, I've had someone who in no way was connected to the cosmetics industry that they're like, this is, this is something I want to build now so that my children will have, you know, a a kind of starting off business to learn how to run a business. So we want to, we want to build that together. And so we got something with cosmetics and uh, in the CBD uh, kind of, kind of genre of, of, of products. And we built that very quickly. They were able to have you know, a Shopify store up in a month and have sales going out the, you know, that, that second month from the moment we started talking about it. So it can be very quick. Um, and then we've had someone where it's, it's months where it's such a crucial of a product where it, it has to go through the, the right process of getting, of getting
1: ready, to, ready to go. Very exciting. It sounds like if somebody has an idea, I mean, it's it's a pretty seamless process that you're describing. A quick, I mean, two months. That's that's phenomenal. And yeah. so, if they're trying to sell something online, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like from our previous conversation, you can kind of help them be, make it digital and be online and and be able to purchase online as well, right? Absolutely.
0: Um, actually it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. We just got on a, a new partner. Uh, it's, we have, we're, we're not, it's not completely ready to go, but soon we're going to have integrations, uh, in those platforms. Uh, you know, so you can actually see on the UI what's in production, where it's going, where it's stored, who's, who's buying it through whatever platform. A lot of people use different ones, Shopify, Amazon, you know, different, different platforms and it connects all in there. So we can have a very wide, um, you know, sky skyline view of it if you will uh to be able to see the big picture of what's happening in your product you know some people it you know it's it's all about their engagement what they have with their with their product and brand? some people are very hands-off and they you know they they know what they want and they know what, how it needs to be made and once that's done they just have their machine to sell it other people they want to know every day what's happening with it and that's what we want to be able to provide you know as well um so so hopefully that answers your question
1: yeah yeah it does it does i mean this this is um really amazing. So, um, we, we have a lot of sales professionals that listen to this particular podcast. And of course, if you're a business owner, you're a sales prof- professional. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so how do you, how do you go out and find your clients? Um, I mean, what's the, what's the best way for you to, uh, um, just for those listening in that maybe you have some insight, for, maybe they're trying to get their, their business started, or maybe they're just started working for a company and they're, they're scratching their head on how to, find new clients what are what are some ways that or tips um recommendations that that would help them if they wanted to go find new clients